Welcome to Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host and president of Mission Go. Today our scripture is taken from John chapter 10, verse 9, which says, and it's Jesus speaking, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Here we have this wonderful image of Jesus being the door. And of course, if you open the door and go in and you receive Jesus Christ, your personal savior, you're saved and you have life and life more abundantly. And that's basically what the end of the verse talks about, that you'll have pasture, you'll have good pasture, that God will watch over your life. He's promised never to leave you or forsake you. He's promised to be with you through whatever you have to face in this life. And at the end of life, you're absent from the body and you're face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. What a great blessing, what great promises we have from the Word of God. This is a radio edition of Global Times. Today we're talking to one of our long-term missionaries, Sarah Spear, who has served with Global Outreach Mission for many, many years. She presently is serving in the Republic of Congo in Infondo at the Pioneer Christian Hospital. And she is a missionary nurse and has varied skills. She helps out in the hospital to back up our team there when there's a great need. But her real heart and passion is to go out into the villages and help people with various medical difficulties and problems that they face. And she also has a great and deep love for people who have leprosy. And, and so I think we'll just start by asking Sarah how the Lord led her into missions. It's the Lord that led me into missions. I was seven years old at a Bible camp, and it was actually a teen camp, but there was a missionary there. And at the end of the week, he said, if anybody feels that God's calling them into Christian missionary service or 
want to dedicate their lives completely to the Lord, put up your hand. And even though it was for teen, teens, I really felt that that's what God wanted me to do. So at seven years old, I gave my, my life to be a missionary. Well, that's a wonderful testimony. Why don't you tell us how the Lord led you to Global Outreach Mission and some of the people that are involved in that? It was Dr. John Look and his wife who were serving in Republic of Congo, and they had been there for several years, and my sister went and helped them out. When they brought her home, we were introduced. I went and got my teaching degree, and somewhere when I resigned my job, my sister phoned me to say they needed a teacher for their youngest son. And so I was available, and she said, apply to the mission. I did. Within a month, I heard a call saying, could you be ready to go in one month to the Congo? I said, I'll try. And within two months, I was in Congo and started to uh, help with Matthew in his schooling. And after you did that for several years, could you tell how the Lord led in your life? Dr. Luke was working with people who were affected by leprosy as well as doing other work. And he would take me along with him. And as I was uh, introduced to the work and was happy to do it, then other people wanted me to help them. I didn't have any nursing skills. When we came home, then the Lord opened the door for me to take nurses training. And I did this and then was able to take some French and go back to Congo. And so when you went back, you, you started working with medical people. And I think Dr. John had a dental practice and some medical work. And then you also got involved with the pygmies and with the leprosy work. At the time that I went back, Dr. Luke was not there, but I worked with the missionaries that were doing medical work. And because Dr. Luke had passed on some of the leprosy work to that missionary, then I worked with her. And there are many pygmies who are actually affected by leprosy, and they were just part of the people that I started to care for. Also, God really put it in my heart that I needed to help people that had serious sores, like big ones. And so I started to go to people's homes and take care of them in their homes. And that just opened up lots and lots of doors. Sarah, you certainly have an interesting ministry, and I know God has blessed you. We'll continue our conversation next week as I was able to accompany Sarah on one of her rounds into the villages. And it was quite an exciting experience for me, and we'll be sharing that next week. Thank you for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour and for your prayer and financial support over the years. Uh, we continue to remind people that uh, we can't be on the air without their faithful prayers and their gifts to sustain this ministry. This month we're giving away a wonderful booklet entitled Decision Making by June Hunt. This is a wonderful little booklet that explains how to find God's will actually for your life and how to make good decisions. Some of the things it talks about is how to make the most important decision, how to develop discernment in your life, how to discern the spirits leading in your life, and then other topics like how to overcome procrastination and peer pressure, how does God reveal his will. Really a wonderful booklet. I really recommend it highly and ask that you write in to get your free copy by writing to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R 7 Alpha 7, 787. 
or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. And don't forget to ask for your copy of Decision Making. Messages from Reverend Art Larson is entitled Three Great Certainties. I'm sure that you will enjoy this message. Printed copies are available upon request. Someone has well said, Don't worry about tomorrow. God is already there. In these days of change and uncertainty, what are you absolutely sure about? What certainties control your life to give you a positive and worry free attitude? each day. A man came through a very serious surgery and when they asked him later what his reaction was prior to the surgery, I wasn't afraid at all. Before they put me to sleep, I saw the doctor's face and there was a smile full of certainty. Well, you know, every one of us can have a smile like that. Surely it's one of the most effective spiritual ornaments for a Christian. A person who is sure of God, who's conscious of the indwelling Christ, who can face any situation in triumph because of their personal faith in the Lord Jesus, any temptation, any persecution, is a person who has the smile of certainty on their face. There are many, however, who look at it as the height of presumption to speak about being sure, about being absolutely certain of anything, especially of God and of Christ and of Bible and of heaven. Someone has said the only one thing we can be sure of is death, and then maybe taxes. Well, death is sure. The Bible says it's appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. We all have that appointment. We're all going down the track of time to the terminal of eternity. Taxes? Well, it seems they're sure, and yet some have avoided paying them. But there is one thing which is most important of all, to be sure of heaven, to be sure of Almighty God, and that the salvation that comes through the Lord Jesus Christ, His Son, our Savior, is personally yours, that you have made personal what he made possible for all mankind. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The ground of our assurance is therefore found in the Bible. And it also says in James chapter 1, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Christ, the Bible, God alone can give absolute assurance because 
they never change. Now, John the Apostle was a person who was absolutely certain and sure. He wrote about these certainties. He wrote five books under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, five books in the Bible, the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the book of the Revelation. He didn't just hold respectable opinions. He held flaming convictions. He said, These are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life through his name, John 20, verse 31. Not once does he say, We hope, or we doubt, or we fear, or we think, or we guess. He says, Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us because he has given us of his spirit, 1 John 4, 13. Notice there are no such words as possibly or probably or perchance or perhaps. No, John confidently says, Behold, now we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. That's in 1 John chapter 3. This is the constant emphasis of the whole New Testament. Today, I want to take a verse out of 1 John. And that John the Apostle wrote with flaming conviction in this verse about three certainties. Because there are these things that you and I can stake our lives on for time and for eternity. The verse we're looking at today is found in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 20. This is what it says. And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Now note the progressiveness of John's teaching here. What a difference it makes when the Son of God comes into our life. There can't be full realization of our sinful state until we're confronted by the living Christ who died for us and rose again, by the Holy Spirit who convinces us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And then by coming to know Him and having intimate fellowship with Him, we find that life takes on new meaning, that the power of sin is broken. Not only so, but a glad prospect is before us. The best is yet to be. For one day we shall see Jesus face to face and forever bask in the sunshine of his presence. Thus we can have wonderful certainty, even in the face of impending death, which all of us will face. We can be full of certainty. We can have absolute assurance. We can have that kind of smile. Do you have it? Do you have blessed assurance? Can you say it, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine? Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Well, listen as we look at these three things in 1 John 5.20 that relate to our precious Lord Jesus Christ. What can you and I be sure of? Well, first of all, we can be sure about the Son of God. Listen to what the verse says. We know that the Son of God is come. Now, the Bible teaches that Jesus is the Son of God, and every true believer gladly proclaims him, even as Thomas of old said, My Lord and my God. Peter confessed him when he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Paul in Romans chapter 1 writes that Jesus Christ is declared to be the Son of God with power. 
by his resurrection from the dead. It cannot be too strongly emphasized ever that Christianity stands or falls on the person and finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, too, that whatever Christianity is, it is the story of something that took place in the world. It is a historical fact. John also adds in 1 John that anyone who denies that Jesus Christ came in the flesh is antichrist. He's not of God if he denies that the Lord Jesus Christ came in flesh. John's not holding up a theory, a church, a man-made doctrine, anything of that kind. He's holding up a person. And you say, what difference does that make? Well, it makes all the difference in the world because it gives a person individual contact with a source of Christian power, and it helps you individually to come into living touch with Christ. Here John speaks, we can be sure about the Son of God, and once you are prepared to accept the teaching of the Bible concerning the Son of God, Jesus Christ, then you have no hesitation believing the doctrines and the teachings concerning him. We can happily take our stand with all those teachings, the virgin birth of Christ, the virtuous life of Christ, the vicarious death of Christ, the victorious resurrection of Christ, the verified ascension of Christ, the vital indwelling of Christ in every believer, and the visible return of Christ at any moment. For he said, I will come again. Yes, we can be sure about the person of the Son of God, the one who came, who died for our sins on the cross, who rose again, who lives today, and who is coming back. The Bible is the greatest hymn book that you have. It's all about him. It's all about the Son of God. Listen to these wonderful words from John in the Gospel of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Read down in verse 14, and it says this, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And again in verse 18, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. Precious words indeed. We can be sure of the Son of God. Second, in our verse for today, 1 John 5.20, it not only says that we can know that the Son of God has come, but it says, and has given us an understanding. Not only can we be sure about the Son of God, you can be sure regarding the Scriptures he hath given us an understanding. No one can have spiritual understanding without the Scriptures. Jesus taught that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide us into all truth. And of course, when Jesus left, just as he promised on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came to indwell his people, to be resident here in the body of believers called the church, and to convince the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. The Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible teaches us that all scripture is God-breathed, given of God and profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be mature or perfect, understanding the truth, 
and fully furnished unto every good work, 2 Timothy 3.16. When you come face to face with Christ, he has brought into your life not only a knowledge of who he is, but a knowledge of who you are. It's like the blind man in John chapter 9 who had come to the Savior and said, One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I can see. The Bible's like a mirror. It shows us what we are and as we are. So you can be sure regarding the scriptures because they teach for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, that we can't save ourselves, that only God can save us. And he did that by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins to rise again, triumphing over sin and death and hell and Satan. And he alone is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. We could never know the way of salvation, the way to God, the way to heaven, if we didn't have the Bible. We're living in a day when people believe anything and everything. And we're supposed to be politically correct and accept all religions and all faiths. And yet no one has the assurance of heaven unless they read the Bible and find out what Jesus said when he said clearly, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The Bible teaches us, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yes, we can be sure of the Son of God. We can be sure of the Scriptures, that they were written by God so that we could understand and know what His plan was for us, who He is, who we are, who Jesus is, and the way to heaven, eternal life, and the forgiveness of sins. Listen to what Peter wrote in Second Peter chapter 1. We did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mount, the mount of transfiguration. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved or born or carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yes, we can be sure of the Scriptures. When you pick up your Bible, you can know that it is the truth, the truth of God to guide us into life eternal. But thirdly, in our text for today, you can not only be sure of the Son of God and of the Scriptures, but you can be sure regarding salvation. I've been talking about that, but let me emphasize it one more time. For in 1 John 5.20 it says, We may know him that is true. Yes, you can know Christ personally. You can say with the Apostle Paul, Christ lives in me, and the life I now live in this body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The scriptures teach us that you can be sure of salvation because Jesus Christ is eternal life. Eternal life is a person. In what sin did in separating us from God, Jesus came to connect us back to God. 
And the only way back to God is through the cross, through his finished work there and through the precious blood that cleanses us and brings us into a right relationship with him. Some of the most wonderful words in scripture I often read to people who say, oh, you can't be sure. Oh, you can't know that you're going to heaven. You can't know that you have eternal life. Well, listen to this, my friend, in our chapter, 1 John chapter 5, and reading from verse 10. Listen as God speaks the truth. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things have I written to you who believe on the name of the Son of God. Now listen, that you may know that you have eternal life. Not just hope or, or presume or wonder, but that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we've asked of him. How wonderful that God wrote these things that we might know that we have eternal life, that we are in him that is true, even in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And John says at the conclusion of 1 John 5.20, our text for today, this is the true God and eternal life. Yes, you can be sure of the Son of God. You can be sure of the Scriptures. You can be sure of salvation and eternal life in heaven forever. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Paul said, I have a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. He wrote, to be absent from the body for a believer is to be present with the Lord. Absent, present, what a glorious prospect, takes away the fear of death and gives us the wonderful assurance that heaven is our home and that we're just passing through so that no matter how many years we may live, few, medium, or many, life is short, death is sure. Christ is salvation, and heaven is our home. Place your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ today. Pray and ask him to forgive your sins to come into your life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. That's the Bible's promise. You can be sure of that. I trust that you enjoyed the previous biblical message. Hopefully that it'll have a meaningful impact on your life throughout this next week. Here at Canada's National Bible Hour, we're concerned that not only people grow in their faith, but also that they know Jesus Christ personally, because without a personal relationship with the God of the universe, we don't go to heaven, we go to the other place. The Bible's clear that all of sin and come short of the glory of God. And we know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so we need to have faith in our Savior. The Lord Jesus loved us. He thought so much about you that he actually sacrificed himself for you in the cross of Calvary. There he bore your sins 
every last one of them in his own body as he hung on the tree. He took your place. He was your substitute. He died there. But on the third day, he rose again, and he's alive. He wants to have a relationship with you. And you get that relationship by humbling yourself, confessing your sins, and asking Jesus to come into your life. And if you do those things, you will be redeemed by his precious blood that was shed on that cross, and you'll be a new person. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. This month, we are giving away a free booklet entitled Decision Making. It's a wonderful book that will help you to discern God's will, will discern the leading of the Spirit in your own life, and I trust that you'll write in for your copy of Decision Making. You can write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. You can also hear past broadcasts on our website at www.missiongo.org. That's M-I-S-S-I-O-N-G-O dot O-R-G. We're so thankful that you have tuned in today, and we trust that God will continue to bless you throughout the next week. Please don't forget to pray for us and uh, pray for our financial situation through the summer where things are more difficult. May the Lord bless you and keep you in a mighty way.